We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is a final, the game and the series, and the results are good, and the Brewers do get their first victory of the season, and you feel a lot better about this one. 5-4, the final, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. My name is Tim Allen. There's Tim Shea and a 5-4 victory, which I'll tell you what, things didn't, uh, things didn't start out very well in this one. Want to get your thoughts on this one. It has to make you feel better. Brewers with three long balls. Is it three? Three. Three long yep. balls in this game to, to uh, come from behind. Now, again, this is Freddie Peralta's start. And I think that uh, I, I think there's a trend here. Uh, a lot of Brewers pitchers are just walking the first man they face of the season. There's no there's no rule that says you you have to do that, guys. You can actually get an out. But Freddie Peralta, boy, he labored in this one, as did Brandon Woodruff, as did Corbin Burns. Maybe Burns, he not as bad as the other two, but uh, Freddie Peralta. And I just I I wonder. If if it was a, a thing where we know we're good and we're going to roll the bat bags out there and roll the baseballs out there and we're just going to go beat the, beat up on the, the, the hapless Cubs and then we're going to get into Baltimore. I I don't know. It just I know it, it, it isn't that. These guys are competitors and they know that the Chicago Cubs are big leaguers across that diamond. But, man, I was not a happy dude uh, right around, oh, I don't know, 145 this afternoon. I was not very pleased. It's like, Freddie, come on. And again, I don't know if it's a credit to the Chicago Cubs offense or or the Brewers pitching. I'm going to lean on the Brewers pitching because I don't think the Cubs offense is all that good. I think the game plan might have been good. And that was, we've, we've seen a trend over this series here, at least I have. And that is, any wrinkle the Brewers pitchers throw you, just lay off, spit on. Spit on any breaking stuff. Fastballs, then we'll go to, we'll go to ripping, as you could say. But the, the breaking stuff, any wiggle, any, any movement, eh, just lay off it because they can't land them for strikes. That's what got all of these Brewers pitchers into some trouble over the weekend. But they do bounce back where they come from behind victory today. 
Want to get your reaction, 414-799-1250. We're going to continue to uh, get your predictions for the 22 championship season. We are definitely off and running. The first series now in the books. What have we learned? I don't know if we learned anything outside of a bumpy start here. Did we learn something about a Jake Cousins? I'm certainly learning something about Craig Council. I'm learning more about Craig Council, the Brewers manager. I'm learning, uh, you know, a bullpen move is, well, a work in progress. How about we go there? Can someone, hello, can someone ask, answer, answer me why um, <laughs> Brent Suter is cruising along with uh, an error by Adamus, got him into some trouble, and then, boom, because it's not Suter's fault, we're going to go to Jay Cousins right there with one out to get. In that sixth inning, we know uh, Craig Council was trying to bridge the gap to Boxberger, uh, Williams, and then Hayter. Seventh, eighth, and ninth. It was all dialed in. Whoops, there's an error. I need to go to Jay Cousins here. I didn't like the move when it happened, let alone after it happened. But again, the main thing is they get the victory here and Rowdy Telez with a bomb, a big shot. That, w- that was huge. Willie Adamas continues to uh, – I mean, he has hit in all three of these games. Uh, cr- how about Christian Yelich with an RBI double? On base again a handful of times. We'll take that out of Yelly. I mean, there are some good things despite losing the series two games to one. There are some really good things to, to kind of point to in, in this series. Williams – Devin Williams – outstanding in this one just amazing and again this is more this is even more proof that middle relief role is huge for this team in this year um I can't stress it enough and we're going to be focused on that throughout the season guys like uh Urania guys like uh Jean Del Gustave uh, Gustave guys like Jake Cousins these are the ones Hobie Milner's and it's going to be uh, Luis Perdomo's, and it's going to be J.C. Mejia's as the season moves along. That middle relief is going to have to do their job, as well as the offense. But the back end of that bullpen, make no mistake about it, everybody feels good about that. Everybody from here to, to Eau Claire is feeling great about that back end of that bullpen. But you, you've got to get there, and they, they did get there today. And then you have the first replay challenge that was announced. I thought that just was weird to my ears, wasn't it? I mean, that was a huge play in this game. That was a huge play in this game. We'll get to that highlight in just a bit. I want to relive that because just hearing that at a baseball game is so different for all of us. It just was like making my head spin like, whoa, this is weird. I like that. I like that Did a you lot. like it? Yeah. That was it's it sounded I mean it's it's so different but in terms of you you could understand him I mean there weren't any major problems I don't think I think maybe at the beginning he was having a tough time getting the mic on but you know the actual call you know what let's let's play that this is going to be a little bit of a a run here this was a huge situation late in the ball game it's a one run game two outs Willie Adamas makes a great play Throws out former Brewer Jonathan VR at first base. The play was called out. That's key here because it was under review. And if the play is overturned, 
we have a Thai baseball game, and I might not be as happy as I am right now, along with you guys. So 414-799-1250. Sit back, listen to this from Bally Sports Wisconsin. 2-2. Tapper. Over the head of Boxberger. Adamas. Got him at first base. What a play by Willie Adamas, but will it stand? Yeah, they're certainly going to look at it. It's pretty close. A head first slide by Jonathan VR. Not sure why you do that. Well, the Cubs are going to take a look at it. We will get our first taste of the umpires talking to the crowd over the public address system as well. Ted Barrett trying to activate the PA system on his belt. Along with Nestor Seha. Umpires now wearing the microphones. And we'll take another look. And let's see. Ooh, I think... Can't tell. Yeah, well, it's pretty close. Well, you know that the Cubs are going to review it. I mean, this is bang bang over at first base. But the call on the field is out. That's the key. The umpires are still trying to get the the PA feed squared away so they can tell everybody in the crowd what they're going to be reviewing, which I think is pretty clear cut on what they're reviewing. The crowd is seeing it up on the video board, but reacting to the first shot that we saw. I mean, the key. I mean, it is so close. But remember, the call in the field is out. I'm not sure you're able to tell whether or not his hand is on the base when the ball goes in the glove of Rowdy Telez. Willie Adamas is in the dugout. Only Kane and Yelich are left on the field. VR standing at first base. This is a monumental call in the game. The umpires are listening now to the folks back in New York. Here's a great shot of it right here. Is his hand on the base at the time that the baseball is in the glove? I think if he calls him safe, he's going to stand. If he called him out, it should stand. We'll see, though. Yeah, those fingers on the base, you just can't tell. I have a hard time thinking this one's going to get overturned. After review, the call stands. The runner is out. Chicago loses this challenge. Right from Ted Barrett's mouth. Out at first. And the reaction from Willie Adamas. Perfect. Well, there, there it was on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Did you like that instant replay where... They're actually communicating with you and explaining, you know, what the, what the outcome of that call is. I will take your response. And also, what it, what did we derive from this first series of the 22 championship season? Additionally, I'll continue to record your predictions. If you're a little leery about, you know, talking on the radio or uh, going on record, that that's all right. You you can uh, you can just hold back on that. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. But again, we're going to do our uh, monthly uh, updates as to how accurate you are with Brewers baseball as we move along in the 22 championship season. Right around the first of each month, we'll play back some of your predictions that you're going to make early on in the season here. I think we'll have some fun with that. 414-799-1250. Let me squeeze in one call because I want to get into my highlight package as well because these are fun highlights to go through. That was one of them. But we've got some home runs to get to. We've got a ringing Christian Yelich, opposite field double to get to as well. And then we have to talk about our starting pitching because mm, that wasn't uh, that wasn't very impressive. That's one thing I got out of this series here. 
We can talk about the weather all day long, but I don't buy it, just so you know, because the other guys threw a shutout yesterday. They seemingly pitched in sort of inclement cold weather. They held the Brewers in check a little bit on off the scoreboard, that is, just four runs on, on the opening game on Thursday. I, I just... Again, that that's a little something that I took out of this. Maybe I will give slight credit to the Cubs' offense, as I said in the open. They were spitting on anything throughout the series. Now, there were some obvious exceptions. They were spitting on sliders, curveballs, change-ups. Why? Why do you think they were doing that? I think two reasons. Number one, the Brewers' starters couldn't land the off-speed stuff for strikes. So why would you swing at it? The other is, let's work the pitch count up and get to the middle relievers in that Brewers bullpen. I'll even throw in a, a, a third reason why. Because I think the Cubs knew that runs in that stadium were going to be a little bit more difficult to come by in weather situations, in April, in Chicago, in a stadium, that's a dump that has no roof. There's some reasons here. At the top of that list, Brewer starters, Burns, Woody, and Peralta. I got to say, and you guys know how much I love this baseball team, they weren't very impressive. They just weren't. And maybe that turns around their second time through. It's only one start. I get all that. All right. 414-799-1250. This is our uh, weekly visit. We uh, we call it what, beer, beer Count Kenny for his first call of the season here. And he typically calls on Sundays pretty much for the most part. Kenny, welcome to the 22 championship season. Jimmy, thank you. Let me get it started off the right way. That <laughs> up, baby. Good for you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, you touched on some great points. So the first one, uh, I want to go to the council one. We've seen this with council year after year after year. How he manages the pitching staff is troubling at times. It, it and, and 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 I still go back to eighteen. I was still losing my mind over this nonsense. We kept putting Jefferson when you had Canable and you had Hader, and he kept going to him. And so, anyways, this has been one of the faux pas blunders of counsel. He makes these mistakes all the time, and he goes too quick when he's uh, managing that bullpen. So then we can move on from there. Hopefully he'll get better. Uh, I've been saying that for the last few years, but he seems to do the same thing. So we look at what the Brewers really need, and we hope that they've uh, address some of these things, and that is offense. Well, the Cubs outscored them 18 uh, 10, right? Brewers scored mm-hmm. 10 runs. So we need to see more consistency out of this offense. Once we start seeing that, and we're going to see that, I truly do believe it. I do like the acquisitions they made with McCutcheon and Renfro, and you know, you had the kid, uh, Brossard, today that uh, came in there and did a great job to get the game winner, is what it turned out to be. So that, I think, in and itself is going to be the biggest correction for going forward uh, with this team. I am excited for this season. I think this team can win 100-plus. I don't care if they lost this first series. 
they're going to figure things out. And as his team starts to gel and develop their chemistry, you'll see that this will all clean itself up. They're going to go in this week and take care of business in Baltimore here the next few days and come back and get ready for the home opener. They will win the series. I do predict the sweep. You win your first game, you get off the schneid right away, and you move things forward. This team has a lot of upswing. People should be excited because they're going to be damn good. Yep, there you go. Kenny, always a pleasure, man. I love the yep. way you start out each call. I, I'll tell you what, I, I love the sound of that. That's Jimmy, my we'll favorite song. Jimmy, will throughout the season. You got it. You got it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. And so we recorded Kenny right there. He made his little prediction: a hundred plus victories. And uh, and then we're gonna play that back uh, each and every month a little bit. Well, I don't know if we'll throw together a montage of you guys or whatever it might be. I think it'll be rather interesting to see where Brewers fans have pegged this team. It is important to realize that maybe they take a little step back, a nice. Uh, uh, a nice big deep breath, and they get this victory, and it's a hard-fought victory. It really was. It's a great baseball game. This is a good baseball game. It really was. Um, I, I, uh, I think it 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 will do wonders. And you know, the David Ross and that Chicago Cub group. Uh, they, uh, I mean, they were doing everything they can because that's what they've got right now. They they need the chemistry. Kenny mentioned chemistry. That's what that team needs. And they were playing a little more aggressive baseball once this game got to the middle innings to where, you know, uh-oh, Brewers have a one-run lead. We need to get everything going we can. He empties his bench basically in the sixth inning. Why do you think he did that? Other managers react to what this team is in the back end of the bullpen. Other managers are making those moves and going for it in the sixth inning before it gets to box Williams and Hayter. It's pretty important to point out here. And when they did, when they did get the run off Cousins, well, Cousins' wild pitches, when they got the run to tie it back up, I bet you Ross was celebrating there. We got a shot at this thing. And, th- and they did. But Brasso, he came up with the big bomb in the seventh inning. That was huge. And this team, I think you might see a little bit of different demeanor if you're watching the TV game starting tomorrow. Now, again, uh, another day game tomorrow. They're going to open up uh, Baltimore's home season. That's a 2 o'clock first pitch. We'll be on the air as well uh, after the game. But I think you'll see a little different demeanor for this baseball team. Get out of that cold cave in Chicago. (laughs) I mean, uh, and, and get into Baltimore. The weather looks decent. Uh, and we'll check that out a little bit later on during the show. But uh, we're going to break here. We'll come back. Here's some really pleasant highlights. The Brewers get their first victory of the 2022 championship season. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek, as always, right here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to find out who's hot and who's not after today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back. It is a good, good day of Brewers baseball today. Anytime you can beat the Chicago Cubs, that's a really good thing, especially, you know, to not get swept. I I know that the sky would have been falling had the Brewers gotten swept today. But, uh, you know, maybe that, uh, maybe that dust-up yesterday 
lit a little fire under these guys because they did they did offensively put up five runs including the long ball three times. So we'll get to some highlights in a little bit. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandy's taking your calls 414-799-1250. And again, you want to make your prediction? Okay. And the the other thing to think about here, what have we learned over the weekend about this Milwaukee Brewers squad here in the 22 championship season? Whatever it might be. I mean, you know, the players aren't going to tell you that they were fired up or this yesterday's dust-up had anything to do with this victory today. That's for us fans. I think it did. A little bit. I think it did, too. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think it had an impact. Okay, so that being said, now just just relax. You got the first one under your belt. As I said before the break, get into Baltimore and just start playing your game. Be you. Yeah, change the scenery. You know, be stop, a little loose. You know, Again, these walks were just, you guys, longtime listeners of me, you guys know how I feel about walks at any level in the game of baseball, at any level. If you can't throw strikes, you don't belong a pitcher. That's just the way it is. And that's just frustrating for me. I'm not saying these guys are going to be walk crazy this year, but they were walk crazy over the weekend uh, to open up the campaign. 414-799-1250. Let's squeeze in Mike here. Mike. You're on the post-game show. What's going on? Hey, Cam, baseball, and excuse me, it is so good to hear your voice talking baseball. You heard uh, everybody saying how great it was to have you back. It is for me, too. Um, I I, want to make a comment. I'll make it quick about, I just, about last year, what would I like the Brewers to learn? That sometimes you're in a game where you have to know, you have to feel that if you don't fight for one or two runs, you're not going to get that game. And they never seem like they're in that kind of game, but other teams do it to them. But I predict they're going to score 96 runs, and I guess that's the one thing I'd like Council to think about. Well, I hope they score a lot more than 96 runs this year, I Mike. Mean, I, I'm sorry, 96 wins. <laughs> okay. And and then what happens, though? Where, where do they get to with those oh, 96 is, victories? They, they make it to the World Series, and they win. And no pitchers, you know, and, and you know it too, it's impossible to match the pitching from last year, probably. But I don't think they'll drop that much. And uh, they picked up a couple nice pieces. McCutcheon, well, you can see what he's doing. And maybe Yelich is finally getting back to his old self. Could be. Mike, always a pleasure, man. Welcome back this year. I hope things are good. 414-799-1250. There's his prediction. Boy, I, I, I'm assuming they'll score more than 96 runs. I would hope. After yesterday's <laughs> game, I was wondering about that. Uh, but, they, again, my buddies were texting me, uh, you know, over the weekend during the series, and, and they were saying, like, what's going on? What, what's this Jace Peterson, this Mike Brasso? What, what's going on with these guys? So just hold on here a little bit. Have you heard the nickname on base Jace? This guy was a wrecking machine last year at a stretch. He really was. Rosso, I don't know. I, we, we haven't, uh, we haven't ha- had it that much uh, experience with Mike Brasso yet, but, boy, t- today, if, any is in, if today is any indication, that's a pinch hit. Go-ahead home run in the seventh inning for a Craig Council team. I mean, you talk about the smiles in that dugout. You talk about chemistry. 
You talk about just a rhythm. You got a guy like Jace Peterson. Now, again, these Jace and, and Brasso aren't going to play every day. This is in place of Luis Urias, who's going to be back in, you know, 10 or 12 or 13 days yet. But again, that that is what we're talking about. Those two guys off the bench, you could do a lot worse. Whether you got a thumper off the bench that you need a three-run home run, a two-run shot to get you back in a game, you're down 6-1, to one, you need a three-run homer, you finally got a couple of men on or the base is loaded, that remains to be seen. We'll see about that. Maybe that's a Tyrone Taylor. Maybe that's a Keston Hira. Those things have yet to play out for the Brewers. And now, uh, finally, before we get in another call here, finally we go back to a uh, Craig Council lineup card today, which has his uh, uh, my lineup against right-handers. Just right back into the mix here, Colton Wong, whoop, right back up to the top of the order. And uh, I, I would imagine this is what we're going to be seeing the rest of the season. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get in Nate here before we get to our highlights. I promise you, I will get to those. They're 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 cool. I love, love, love. Nothing against BA. I love him too. On the air. I love Jeff Levering calling Brewers baseball on TV. He's good. He's really I, good. I, I just there's I, a reason why Miami wanted him a couple of years <laughs> one of the ago. Best yep. young broadcasters in the industry. There's no question. Nate, what's on your mind? Five four Brewers get the uh, tough fought victory today. Uh, it feels good to win, you know. It's it's better when you're winning, and um, the 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 earlier the game, if it got got kind of scared, you know, with the three one lead at the top, and then you see Freddie struggling. But you know, I give him credit because, like I said yesterday, these pitchers, these pitchers had a shorter shorter time than usual. Um, I expected I expect the first month to be rough for these for the pitchers especially like pitching long innings and uh, pitching a lot of pitches. So I expect to see these type of games sometimes. And like I said yesterday, the offense has to come through and pick the pitchers up for at least for this first month. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was good to see the offense pick pick Freddie up, um, even though even though we did give up a few runs later in the game, uh, a, run, a run later in the game. It felt good to see the offense and the uh, guys come off the bench and contribute and, and get that lead back. So, and then the the back end of the bullpen just looked stellar. Um, Devin Williams, you can't say much about him. Um, just looked it great today. Hater looked it great today. Um, and this is what the Brewers need to do in order to win games. They need to start off strong. Get get the when they pitching gets right. Start off strong finish strong and then this offense needs to give the give the runs that's needed to be so that when it comes down to that seventh eighth ninth innings it's the the guys can come in and close the door it's exactly right all right nate always a pleasure the the box williams hater thing is for real it is it's for legit real they need to take advantage of that he's right they got to get the baseball to them with the lead that is up to that middle relief core. It's obvious uh, a collective team effort, for sure. But I, th- I think the emph- point of emphasis here is in that middle relief role. And, and I don't think they're done mixing and matching here. I don't think David Stearns is done. I don't think the airline uh, miles are, are done. 
I don't think a p- potential trade is done. I assume I'm, I'm expecting a trade again this year for middle relief help. Nothing against the guys in there. they got to find the right combination. Does Gustave have a, just a bust-out year? It is paramount that they get a couple of arms that are going to go crazy good for the middle relief core. It is paramount for this team. To win a World Series, they have to have that. I'm not saying they don't have it right now. I'm just saying they have to have that. And if they don't, they need to go get it to take advantage of what I believe is a much better offense. You... you you see, once they started cycling through offensively, you know, be, between the over the series, last couple of games, certainly, you know, it was the fourth or fifth inning by the time these guys got their second A-B. You can't find a rhythm in a game of baseball with that, in, 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 with regards to your offense. You've got to get some A-Bs. You've got to get some reps in there, game reps. Turn that lineup over, and it certainly helped today. All right, uh, let's get into our highlight package. Brewers get a 5-4 victory. First inning, how about Kristen Yelich with a two-out base hit? By the way, Kristen Yelich, I, I don't hear anybody saying, hey, man, I think Kristen Yelich is looking a lot better. Because I think he is. And we'll see what the numbers bear out. But he does look a little different. Uh, hey, just saying. I agree. Looks he, a little, he he looks a little more comfortable up there. He he's he's. I think it's a little more confidence. confidence. I think it it's yep. because of the guys around him. I do. I, I think he's got McCutcheon right there. That's a huge pickup. McCutcheon. I'm getting to know a little bit about Andrew McCutcheon. He's quite the aggressive hitter. I'm going to tell you when they first picked him up. I wasn't a fan, but after two games, three games now, I'm a fan. Yeah. I am a fan. I, I thought he was another Chris, uh, uh, Lorenzo Kane. I really okay. did. I really did. But yeah. he's, he's grown on me Kane's real been, quick. Lorenzo Kane's been good. Yeah. He's, I mean, you need big league players like that. Big, big league experienced baseball players. You just, you just do. Uh, let's see. McCutcheon uh, flies out to end that first inning. Freddie, very laborious, as they say. In the first inning, in this ball game today, a leadoff walk. Hey, that's something different. I think all three starters walked the leadoff man in this series. Uh, After that leadoff walk, a little flare to Colton Wong. He made a nice play. That was the first out. However, a caught stealing two for two for Omar Narvaez this season and throwing out runners. There's two outs. Good thing. Next batter, base hit. Then a walk. On a 3-2 missed call right there by the home plate umpire. By the way, the umpiring in this game, this was awful. This was a, a horribly umped game behind the dish. You, you guys that watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Both sides. Both sides. I'm not saying it's skewed against uh, or for the Brewers. Uh, Suzuki hit Peralta for a three-run home run on his 25th pitch of the inning. Gets a strikeout through about 30 pitches in that frame. Three runs, two hits, two walks, and the Brewers are chasing again in this series. One out walk to Hunter Renfro in that second inning. Uh, Nets zero for the Brewers. Laboring is Freddie Peralta in the second. A one-out double, a two-out walk, and some loud contact in that inning. However, no runs. Three hits, three walks, three runs for Freddie Peralta through his first two innings of work in this baseball game. 
Brewers finally get on the board in the game with one out in the third. Willie Adamas. New. You know how these guys are creatures of habit. Adamas a blast to deep left center. Willie has gone deep here at Wrigley. His first home run of the season, and that was a no-doubter. Yep, a two-seamer, and Willie Adamas with the first big fly for the Brewers. There you go, Willie Adamas. Four hits in this series to that point for Adamas. Uh, Christian Yelich did draw a walk in that inning as well. So a base hit and a walk for Yelich in his first two plate appearances. Freddie Peralta, a couple of strikeouts in the, in the third inning. Um, but then he walks a man for his fourth walk of the game. 15th to that point in the series from Brewers pitchers. I mean, think about that. Two games and two-plus innings of, of pitching and 15 walks. Too many. I don't think we're going to see a series like that again this season, I got to say. And again, I'm not going to blame the weather. I don't know what I'm going to blame on that. But you can't blame the weather. Obviously, you said it. Both teams are in the elements. The, the other guys do it. The other guys, other do guys it. doing it, too. Uh, Freddie did strike out uh, Clint Frazier to end that third inning. 75 pitches through the three innings of work. Three to one into that fourth inning. Hunter Renfro, a uh, one-out walk. He was doubled off as Stroman had some problems with the strike zone uh, at that point. Omar Narvaez, wouldn't you know the Brewers' luck? A screamer right back to Stroman who flagged it and uh, doubled off Renfro to end the inning. Uh, into the bottom of the fourth inning, Freddie finally settles in in the bottom half. One, two, three for Freddie Peralta. 88 pitches in his performance today as um, Brewers return that favor in the fifth, going one, two, three. Brent Suter enters the game, bottom of the fifth inning, and uh, he joins the I want to walk the first man I face club for the crew this year. That's what he did. He walked the first man he faced. Part of that was home plate umpire Nick Lenz. Missed some calls on the Jace Peterson at bat uh, earlier in, the, in that inning. But that leadoff walk was erased on a, one of my favorite plays, if not my favorite play in the game of baseball. I love the 3-6-3 double play. There's just something about it. That just, I don't know what it is, but here's how it sounded on Bally Sports Wisconsin. To first, to Les, to second, one, to first, double play. 3 6 3 gets Suter out of a little mini jam. And Jace Peterson with a nice defensive play to end that same inning to get VR Brewers flashing some leather in that uh, fifth inning. Brewers finally put up a crooked number here in the sixth inning in a big way. Stroman's day is day. Jesse Chavez enters the game. He walks the leadoff, man. Adamas, that's set up. Christian Yelich. Yelich down the left field line. It is an extra base hit for Christian Yelich. They're going to wave around Willie Adamas. He will score without a throw, and the Brewers are within a run. Yeah, there it is. Christian Yelich, a base hit, a walk, an RBI double, opposite field. Hmm. Christian Yelich. McCutcheon then flies out for the first out of that frame. But uh, Rowdy Telez, well, he got his big fly going here in that sixth inning. This was sweet. 
Collins hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. Uh, you were saying that it's going to take a monumental blast to get out of here in this ballpark in the right field. And Rowdy did it. Four unanswered runs after trailing three to nothing. That chased Jesse Chavez. Daniel Norris enters the game. Uh, the Brewers play from the lead for the first time in the series. 4-3 into the bottom of the sixth today. Suter back out for a second inning of work. And the Cubs, they get something rolling with two outs. A walk. What else? And then an error by Willie Adamas. Ouch. That is... Uh, Here's here's where I, I would question the Craig Council move. Let Suter finish up that frame, but he didn't. He goes to his pen for Jake Cousins with two on, two out, and a one-run game. Oh, man, really? You just need to get to the seventh. Keep it right there in a one-run lead. Keep it right there for Box. Keep it right there for Williams and Hayter. It didn't happen. And Cousins, uh, wild. Uh, wild pitch moves the runners over then uh, well another wild pitch ties the game wow in the sixth inning Cubs answer in a big big way tie game into the seventh but that didn't last long the Brewers offense they step right back up off the bat of Mike Brasso two to Brasso fly ball deep left center Brasso has he done it yes Mike Brasso has untied this game with a pinch hit solo homer. There you go. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo Kane just missed a home run before Brasso on, on that as well. So they were getting to Daniel Norris, but nah, they only got to him the one run, 5-4. But that's all they needed. It's the seventh inning, right? Boxberger, he's going to come on. A leadoff base hit. That wasn't good, and two outs later, the runner is at third base. We'll play you the highlight again a little bit later on, but that's where the drama came into play. The replay uh, came into play there, and it's our first experience hearing the call like you do in the NFL. It was just a little strange, and are you kidding me? Really, they're doing that in baseball? Yes, they are this year. Uh, Boxberger gets the, uh, well, Adamas, a great play, gets out of the inning, and it, uh, Brewers maintain that uh, one-run lead into the eighth inning. And, well, it's lights out from there. It's Devin Williams. It's a couple of strikeouts. It's Josh Hader to lock it down. And there's your Brewers' victory. They salvage a game in the series. But it feels a little bit better than just salvaging a game in this series. It feels like a bigger win than just, well, we we got to win. It's their first win of the 22 championship season. We're talking about it. Quick break, and we're back. Craig Council on the way. And you guys, if you want to jump in here, 799-1250, we'll take you on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th, right here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back. A Brewers 5-4 victory, and it really does feel a little bit better than just your average ordinary victory. Number one, it's, it is, uh, it's always a pleasure beating the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, you lost the series. The other thing... Uh, 
I don't know if you realize this, the Brewers now uh, are 201 and 200 head-to-head all time against the Chicago Cubs. I seem to remember years ago that the Brewers seemed like they'd never catch them. <laughs> Didn't that seem like it many years ago? Like 40 games under 500, something stupid against the Cubs? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It just, it just felt like that. But they are now one game over 500 against the Chicago Cubs. And Craig Council is one game closer to being the franchise leader in victories as a manager for the Brewers in their 52-year history. Well, it's 53, but I don't count the pilots. You guys know how I feel about that. Uh, The pilots are the pilots. They're not the Brewers. I don't know how stats get uh, included in the Brewers stat line, but okay, so be it. If you guys want to go there, then then that's fine. But I don't. Brewers are what uh, what we're dealing with here. But yeah, Council one game closer here, and it's just seemingly you don't want this team or any team in any given year to play with too much emotion. You want some good positive emotion, but you don't want you know a couple of losses to snowball on you. Just be a little more stoic about it, but but you know have fun during it. Um, and I and I think this will get them back to being a little more confident in in that regard. Just just the first one's always big, guys. It's just always a big thing, whether it's opening day or five days later. Uh, there have been winning seasons in which the Brewers start out one and four. So I wasn't too concerned about that. I was I was worried about. You know, just this thing snowballing a little bit because you lost today. Now, again, tomorrow is going to be, uh, you know, it's 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 always tough going into someone else's house. And when it's opening day, there's a lot of fired up excitement. You know, and that's, that's going to be the situation in Baltimore tomorrow. And if they lose in Baltimore tomorrow, it's not going to be the skies falling. That is, a, despite Baltimore being bad, presumably bad, you know, it's it's not not a reason to freak out if they lose tomorrow. Again, there's a lot of you know circumstance around uh, opening days at every ballpark. You guys know that, but that's why this win was more important, most important here, just to get that one so it didn't turn into a potential four game losing streak. Now you're staring up at uh, minus four, and that that's never a good thing. It's just hey man, you lost a series. Let's just move on. Let's get into Baltimore. We'll take that series too try and take tomorrow's game and I, I I have the sneaking suspicion that the offense is going to put up one I don't know if it's tomorrow but at some point in the series the offense is just going to go crazy because they deserve some breaks here they do there were some loud outs on on opening day there were a lot of hits and 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 it was it just didn't work out a lot of base runners yesterday a little bit different just the four uh hits but I just have a feeling over the uh, course of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in this three-game series in Baltimore, you might see a double digit in the run column for the Brewers. I have this sneaking suspicion that they're just going to pollute someone and they're going to they're gonna go to town on somebody uh, in Baltimore. It could be Jorge Lopez, the former Brewer, who I really like, guys, by the way. I like him personally, and, and uh, I think he's a decent pitcher. But it could be against him. Sorry, Jorge. 
You, you, if you got to go down, you got to go down. We're going to hear from Craig Council right now. He's got to be pretty pleased with this victory. I'm wondering what he has to say about his starter once again, laboring in this series. Pitch count just rising. My guess is he'll give a little credit uh, to the Chicago Cubs offense. But let's sit back and hear from the Brewers manager. Uh, I, I didn't actually watch him run around the bases, but I, I was um... – but it was it was a huge huge hit. Obviously, we'd just given up the lead, and um, you know, obviously taking the lead right back, put the momentum back on our side. Did you go out today and see the conditions? Did it feel like a day the home run was going to be more part of the game? Yeah, it was where you hit it today. I think if you you know you hit it to the left side, left field side of center, it, it had a chance to go. But I, I don't I don't think there was any ch- cheap homers today. They, they were all pretty well hit. Yeah, I mean uh, that's that's why he's here to do that, and so um, in the right spots, and we got the right spot today. Craig, how nice is it just to get that first win and get things going positive direction? I was pretty sure we were going to win a game this year, um, <laughs> but it was uh, you know it's always good to win the first one, and it was a good team win. A lot of guys contributed to the win, and we had to kind of scrap to do it, so it was a good way to good way to finish it. It was which, a tough series. They they played well this series. What did you think of Freddie today? Um, I, I thought Freddie kind of got got going a little bit. They, I thought they did a nice job against him. Um, you know, they they took some close pitches. Um, you know, again, it was you know the first inning got us into a little trouble, obviously, and um, just you know we walked the first hitter again of, of the, both all three guys. It doesn't seem like that's possible for those three guys, but it's 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 kind of how it how it went. So they did a nice job in the first inning and made him work before he before he settled in. We're gonna probably gonna ask you this a bunch. I mean, do you think short spring these guys are still searching a little bit? I don't, I don't have an explanation. I mean, I you know it's the first start of the year. Um, I don't I don't have a good explanation for it. Um, I mean, he's 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 a good player. I mean, we, you know, we the players that perform that well in that league are going to come over here and, and they're going to have some success. So, um, it's it's a true feeling out period for for us and for him. Um, I think think we got to obviously we'll have a lot more information the next time we face him. Um, but he, he did his job. He got into a hitter's count and got a pitch he could hit and, and put a great swing on it. Yes, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. That's one of the strengths of this team. Um, Brad Boxberger threw, did not, had a nice inning today as well. Um, it's, it's one of our strengths to, to try to shorten games um, and have those guys be really solid at the end of games. Craig, that, that play at the bottom of seventh that it reviewed, you've seen reviews so many times. Do, do you like know what's going to happen in that situation, or do you just like really have no idea how it's going to go? Um, I mean, I think sometimes you know. This one was this one we, we thought was going to go our way, but it wasn't 100%. Pretty good play by Will. Really good play. play really good play. Yeah. Just a couple of two out walks and errors that kind of wild pitches that kind of shook things, made things a little more difficult. Yeah. No. We. Uh, 
yeah, we made we made an error which which gave them some life that inning, and then um, unfortunately a couple wild pitches. Um, I, I thought Brent pitched. I thought he pitched really, really well. The uh, ball was moving really good. You just kind of see by the swings, they were having a hard time squaring up the baseball. Um, so he, he gave us an important, important stretch of the game to kind of get us, get us close to that seventh inning. Craig, overall, just what you saw from from Corbin and from Brandon and from Freddie. I mean, is this kind of what you expect in terms of like pitch counting? You know, we had talked so much about keeping them on a schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they, they all, you know, especially Woody and, and Freddie just got into the extended innings with their pitches, really. Um, I think, I, you know, in, if you look at all three of them collectively, they all kind of got to a, a, a safe place, I think, with their pitches um, where you kind of, we talked about in spring training, like them needing at least one time through before that was kind of regular, normal. Um, and, I, and I think they're, you know, we we did it, you know, the way the, the way the games just rolled, it, it happened kind of in a safe way. So they're ready; they'll be ready to go next time. All right, there he is, Craig Council after the Brewers' five-four victory. Uh, interesting in there. I don't know if you caught this. He said when he was talking about Brent Suter and the you know Jay Cousins thing, but we he was mainly talking about Brent Suter, and he said. Uh, did a nice job. Those guys, you know, had a tough time, uh, you know, uh, swinging at what he was throwing, had some movement, uh, and, and he did a great job getting us close to that seventh inning. And that's the one, getting us close to that seventh inning. That's what I was referring to a half hour ago. It is paramount that they that the middle reliever core, if you will, of this baseball team is going to be the reason they win a World Series. Or don't win a World Series. I'm gonna. It's just something to keep an eye on moving forward. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get in some more reaction. Five four Brewers victory. We'll go to John. John, you're on the fan. What's going on? Tim, nice to hear you again. Welcome to the 2022 championship season. My first call <laughs> of the year. How you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. More important, how you are, John? Oh, I'm doing really good. Hey, I agree with you. Tim Brasso, I was really excited when we signed him. He's a real gamer. And after, you know, Cousins threw the two wild pitches and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go, four to four again. It's tied. Here come the Cubs. And then especially after the benches cleared yesterday, to hit that pinch hit home run, I mean, that was unbelievable. He's totally a gamer. I think we're we're still learning a little bit more about him, and and so that's that's a it's a good trait to have a pinch hit in any capacity, whether it's a base hit or a home run, but a, a homer to untie yeah, a game that... in the seventh inning on the road that's huge. John, I want to get your prediction overall. Give me about twenty thirty seconds of your prediction of the twenty two championship season. I, you know, if you want to give me a win total, if you want to give me an outcome of the season, you just shoot. And we'll go from there. I'll say we're going to win 95 games. 95 games. Yeah. And then one of the things, Tim, I just wanted to go back about uh, Brasso in case, you know, Brewer fans may not have looked at his background. But when we signed him, I looked him up. You know, he had a heated exchange with Araldus Chapman. And during the 2020 season, when Brasso was playing with Tampa Bay, the Yankees, in Tampa Bay were fierce rivals. Yeah, and then he hit a playoff home run off him. 
Yeah, in September of that year, leading up to the home run you're speaking about, um, Araldis Chapman threw a 101-mile-an-hour fastball at Brasso's head, and the benches cleared. Well, the next night, Brasso hit two home runs for Tampa Bay in that series. And then when it went to October for the division series against the Yankees, he worked, he worked Araldis Chapman to a 10-pitch count. And in the bottom of the eighth inning, he hit the game-winning home run off a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, 2-1. to one. And Tampa Bay went on then to play in the league championship against the Astros. So he's going to excite a lot of Brewer fans this year. Yeah, yeah, I hope you're right. And, and it's, a, it's a very difficult thing to do in the game of baseball is to come off the bench and be a pinch hitter. It's just so tough to do. It's, yeah, it's one of the th- and Tim, thanks again. I appreciate it. We as Brewer fans are so excited for the post game again and we're gonna we're gonna do it this year have a good night thanks yep you too john thank thanks for the yep. call Seven nine nine twelve fifty. as i said yesterday again uh those of you that didn't catch uh, yesterday's show and we're, we're short for a break here but as i said yesterday uh, every early season whether it's opening day or first couple of games it's almost like we we have to to, to pinch ourselves that Brewers baseball is is here, and so we sometimes we kind of plan our day our day around it. Even when I didn't do this show, so just to give you an example, you it's obvious that I have to plan my day around doing this show or around the Brewers game, okay, and then subsequently this show. But even when I didn't do this show. Sort of my day was planned around what time the game was at. I didn't when I didn't do this show. I didn't catch every game, but pretty damn close. Via being there, radio or TV, almost all of them. But that's the kind of mode that we we get into here early in the season, and then it's just a gradual buildup, and we we graduate to how the Brewers doing this year, and then we take a take a peek. I'm not talking about the hardcores. I'm talking about just your common. An everyday fan, just your your average person. And then we we graduate to, hey, the kids are going to be out of school. Shouldn't we take them to a game? And then we get to, and this is a good barometer of how a brewer season is going in my world, is when my sisters, those cackling hens of mine, I have four of them, when they call me or text me and say, hey, I like who's the what – that home run, that this this rowdy, what's this rowdy guy? I like him. That's when you know the Brewers are having a good season, just saying. But all of these things, an example of getting the season going, and we're glad it's going. I hope you are too. And know this, that we're going to be talking about it after the game. Now, Evan Heffelfinger is a guy that was at the game today. Tim, did you tell me you were at the game yesterday? I was. How was that down in in, uh, the demilitarized zone? It was awful. (laughs) I bet it was. It was awful. Just first inning, 3 nothing, and and you already had that feeling like, oh, boy. Yeah. They're not going to get this one. So how was it in, like, sitting with Cub fans? I mean, was there any brutal comments to you? Were you wearing Brewers gear? I was. I always wear my Brewers, Brewers gear when I go down there. Okay. They were they were actually somewhat nice. They were Ooh. somewhat nice. I I had no problems with them. Do you remember those years ago? I think you might. Have, by the way, Tim Shea used to work at uh, for the Brewers at then Miller Park, mm-hmm. and uh, so he he's experienced for a long time what what goes on. Do you remember the days just fights being all in the time the stands? I, all the time? 
it, out in, in the, the stands, uh, out in the, the parking lots. Yes, I, yes. I, I, parking yeah. lots, especially even around some of the uh, concession stand concourses. Mm-hmm. I had I had to break them up all the time. We had we didn't have enough security around there. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, we'll take a break. Evan Heffelfinger, our other guy, uh, producer of the show here. He was at the game today. I want to get his thoughts. And uh, if you again, you guys are always welcome. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. Again for the seventeenth year, right here on the Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. It's time for the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Welcome back, Brewers fans. It is a 5-4 victory over the Cubs. They do lose the series but win the ball game today, their first of the 2022 championship season, and we are back and rolling. So, you know, I uh, I feel good to have uh, two consecutive shows under my belt. I'm looking forward to three for tomorrow and four and five and six and eight and ten. And I think they go quite a distance here before their next off day. I want to say the next ten days or so. Yeah, they're going to be playing baseball, and I love that. So if you, I know you guys can't catch every show. You're a little bit busy, but you can always uh, uh, download the Odyssey app. That's free. A-U-D-A-C-Y, and uh, just listen to the show on the podcast, and you're off and running, maybe working out in the morning or whatever it might be. Uh, check that out if you can't uh, catch me live talking Brewers baseball. Yeah, they're Are you ne- kidding me? Their, Moment, go ahead. Tim. Their next off day isn't until the 21st. The 21st. So, I mean, where are we at here? We, I don't even know. The we, day. I don't even care what the day is. We are is. on the just, 11th. Okay, fine. See how my world works? It, it just doesn't <laughs> matter. I just go to work every day centered around this Brewers baseball team. Are you kidding me? Moment in this 5-4 victory. It was a very pivotal moment in this game, and that was the Cubs trying to answer back after uh, Brasso's go-ahead home run in the seventh inning, a pinch-hit home run. Pulls back Jace Peterson, goes to Brasso, and he, and he, you know, he, he unties the game with, with the long ball. But then it was a Boxberger inning in the seventh, which Willie Adams made an amazing play against a, a ball off the bat of Jonathan VR. VR dives into first. Now, again, there's different, differing philosophies on that. Does it actually slow you down, et cetera, et cetera? I personally like a hustle like that, but, and it looks better than maybe the speed would indicate. But nonetheless, a very close play. Ruled out on the field, but it was our first chance to hear the announcement like they do in the NFL. They're going to go ahead and announce uh, this last play is under review. Sit tight, and we're going to sit back and ponder what what the outcome is going to be. Then they announce it at the end. little different sound in Major League Baseball stadiums this year. Let's sit back and, and check this out. This was a pivotal moment in this Brewers victory. 2-2. Tapper over the head of Boxberger. Adamas got him at first base. What a play by Willie Adamas, but will it stand? Yeah, they're certainly going to look at it. It's pretty close. A head first slide by Jonathan VR. Not sure why you do that. 
Well, the Cubs are going to take a look at it. We will get our first taste of the umpires talking to the crowd over the public address system as well. Ted Barrett trying to activate the PA system on his belt. Along with Nestor Seha. Umpires now wearing the microphones, and we'll take another look. And let's see. Ooh, I think you can't tell. Yeah, well, it's pretty close. Well, you know that the Cubs are going to review it. I mean, this is bang bang over at first base. But the call on the field is out. That's the key. The umpires are still trying to get the, the PA feed squared away so they can tell everybody in the crowd what they're going to be reviewing, which I think is pretty clear cut on what they're reviewing. The crowd is seeing it up on the video board, but. Reacting to the first shot that we saw. I mean, the key, I mean, it is so close, but remember, the call in the field is out. Now, I'm not sure you're able to tell whether or not his hand is on the base when the ball goes in the glove of Rowdy Telez. Willie Adamas is in the dugout. Only Kane and Yelich are left on the field. VR standing at first base. This is a monumental call in the game. The umpires are listening now to the folks back in New York. Here's a great shot of it right here. Is his hand on the base at the time that the baseball is in the glove? I think if he calls him safe, he's going to stand. If he called him out, it should stand. We'll see, though. Yeah, those fingers on the base, you just can't tell. I have a hard time thinking this one's going to get overturned. After review, the call stands. The runner is out. Right from Ted Barrett's mouth, out at first. And the reaction from Willie Adamas, perfect. The Brewers have the lead. Just just crazy, and they did uh, maintain the lead right there. That from Valley Sports Wisconsin, Jeff Levering, Bill Schroeder on the call. And just the reaction of the crowd, it, I think this is what baseball, Major League Baseball wants. That sort of drama, that sort of excitement, that sort of, I, I, I guess, synonymous feel, if you will, for lack of another term, to the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're shooting for here. And it and went very smooth, too, it, it I think. It kind of did. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Tim. It, it did. And we'll get to Evan here in just a second. I want to squeeze in Todd here uh, as well. But just something to think about also. They were talking about it slightly on, on the radio broadcast on the Brewers Network, and that was the shift. Those of you hang in there with baseball, just in general, from an uh, uh, excitement and a, and a pace of play sort of standpoint, all of that, they're doing things to correct and, and adjust to societal demands. And not that, not that we can't respect the heritage and history of baseball because I, I do think that you know you start messing with uh, 60 feet six inches and 90 feet I, I think that is where you're going to get in some trouble uh, with regards to the respect or the you know the heritage of baseball but to to handle pace of play stuff a pitch clock uh, eliminating the shift now when we talk about eliminating that shift guys I think it might be the biggest change ever in the game of baseball. 
you're going to you guys that want offense, you're going to get offense. That shift is a key element here as you know the the evolution of baseball continues. So just something to keep your eyes on. Needed to make mention that. Had that in my notes here. We'll talk about the shift later on in the season as well. Todd in Watertown, you got a couple of minutes here. I got Evan on hold. He was at Wrigley Field today. What's going on? Howdy, boys. Sorry about the uh, technical uh, difficulty before. I, uh, for me, for one, um, I, I'd like to comment on your uh, your three six three double play. I think that's uh, for guys like us almost borderline pornographic. I love it. Um, <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so insanely in love with the game. Um, with uh, uh, that call, I, I don't know. I don't like it. It sounds too much like football. You know, that's just my opinion. Leave it out of leave it out of the game. And you know, and, and with the uh, eliminating the. Uh, uh, or putting in the, the extra hitter, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I, I, I like the double switch. I love the National League, the thinking behind it. Um, that's just me. It just, it just separates the the true people that love the game and love the the mind behind it and how you do different things. Um, I like that. Uh, and another thing is, I think the there's two glaring issues with the pitching. Um, I don't know if it's just with the Brewers, um, but there's one that, that I think might affect everybody is is the the shortened uh, uh, the, the the preseason where they you know there, there's you know these guys were locked out for so long they weren't into the game and uh, another one Timmy which I think is huge I don't think anybody's talking about it is the loss of Manny Pena and he was the longest tenured Brewer that we've had for a long, long time. That's a good point. And, and with him being gone, that's huge. And now, I, you know, I, I, I apologize for uh, not remembering uh, the other backup catcher, but he's out for 80 games. So what are they going to do now? Um, I don't think anything has been addressed in that fashion, but, uh, boy, I think Manny, you know, last year he had claws up. He was, uh, you know, him and Arcia, you know, with Arcia being gone, that's, you know, he's long gone, but, you know, Manny was kind of the, he, he was the, the father kind of of the team. It's one of the reasons why these numbers will not be as spectacular as they were last year. He's, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is because how good can they possibly be collectively? I'm just saying, I'm not saying that, that any one of them couldn't outdo their year last year. Just collectively, it'd be tough to, to match that. Todd, I got to let you go. And I do believe yep. that is a, an amazing point. Thank we'll you. see as the season moves along. The Manny Pena, he signed, if you, if you haven't heard, uh, he signed with the Atlanta Braves, two-year deal, $8 million, $4 million a year. Good for you, Manny. You, he deserves it, for sure. And I don't know if Pedro Severino is ever going to play in a Brewers uniform. That's the catcher that he was referring to that was suspended. They pick up uh, Victor Caratini. They also made another trade for a catcher. I, I think his name is Alex Jackson. I'll go back and, and get you an update on that, but... They did make the moves almost immediately. They knew that they were, hmm, this was going to be tough. Let's go to uh, Evan Heffelfinger, producer of this show. He was at Wrigley Field today. Evan, uh, now I was, you told me you were going to wear your brewer stuff, your brewer gear. Did you get any grief out there in the bleachers for that? Shockingly, no. 
I was expecting a lot more, but it was it was actually pretty cordial. There was a lot of uh, explicitives thrown towards Christian Yelich, but not really me per se. What is the deal with that with Yelich? Is it just boo the best player on the other team? Is that what they do at Wrigley? That's what it must be. It was booing. There was a lot of middle fingers that I saw. And what did Yelich do? He went two for three with a walk and an RBI. So it really didn't phase him. I think Lorenzo was really enjoying it, too, in center field. Did they look like they were having some fun with it, though? Yelich was kind of like he would look at them and expect it. Like he was pretty much egging them on the entire game, but really didn't give them a reaction. So they never got what they wanted, but I'm sure Yelich got what he wanted. That's crazy. I mean, so you didn't catch one of those home runs, all those home runs hit today? No, we were close in BP. There was one that went just over my head. If I had hops, I probably could have got it, but instead some other lucky fan got it. Yeah. All right. What did we have to eat at Wrigley Field? <laughs> uh, beer. You didn't, and you didn't uh, a there? very overpriced water bottle. How much was the water? It was like $6 for a 20-ounce uh, bottle of Aquafina. Ah, I mean, okay. It's not horrible. What about what about the uh, beer? How much was that? Like eight, nine bucks? It was like $12, $13 plus you had to tip. So it ended up being like $15 a beer pretty much. Yeah, that's a little out of control. I saw a concert last summer in Tinley Park down there. And that, that's about what it was down there. I think it was twelve fifty a beer. In fact, I know it was. It was twelve fifty for a beer. That's just crazy. That's why we went to a bar for food beforehand. There's something just weird about drinking a beer and eating a chicken sandwich at 10 in the morning. <laughs> no, there's nothing weird I don't about know that. I don't know if it's a, a good weird or a bad weird, but it's definitely <laughs> different. Uh, no souvenirs? Did you buy any souvenirs? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? They did give me a free uh, tote bag. They gave that out to all fans, so... Not sure what I'm going to put in there. Maybe it becomes my, like, laundry hamper or something. We'll see. I have two big dogs, and when we walk, you know, you have to clean up after them. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to take that off your hands. I, I've got a good reason <laughs> to, to, to oh, take absolutely. that with us and clean up the, the back end of, of the dogs in a cub tote bag. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I can, uh, I'll can i mail it to you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, Evan, we'll have a safe trip back, and, and you take the train, or how'd you get there? I am currently on the red line right now heading back to Skokie, Illinois, where we parked the car. Okay. That's cool. Well, good. You're 1-0 this year at mm-hmm. uh, Brewers baseball game. And if those of you followed along with Evan and I last year, Evan, I think, uh, went to about 15 games, and 12 of them Adrian Hauser started. So you're 1-0. It, was, it was really bad. I went to three different road games, and he started every single one. All three of them on the road was Adrian Hauser. All right, good enough. Evan, we'll be back together doing the show tomorrow night. Uh, Safe trip back, all right? (laughs) Sounds good. Talk to you later. All right, there he is, Evan Heffelfinger, as the Brewers get a 5-4 victory. He was at Wrigley Field. Even though – I got to say this uh, also. When uh, the home runs were hit by the Brewers today – the Brewer fans at Wrigley, I heard them. Very loud. That was impressive, wasn't it, Tim? There were a ton yesterday. 
we didn't get anything to be loud about, but just walking around, tons everywhere. And everywhere. We, we heard them today. Both mm-hmm. radio and TV broadcast did convey that. It portrayed well. Good mic setting for who's ever doing that. But it was it was pretty cool hearing the Brewer fans go crazy at Wrigley. And uh, for me to go down there, <clears throat> I guess I take this a little too serious. I just, even if it were a Brewer game at Wrigley, I just, I, I hate the Cubs so much. I just cannot bring it to go to Wrigley Field in any way, shape, really? or form. I, I just can't. Would you, if you had the chance to go to back in 2018 to 163, would you have gone? <laughs> I don't think so. Wow. Okay. I mean, I've told this story before, but you know, I've been there before. Almost got in a fight one of the times. I mean, I was. This was many years ago. I was just literally walking around the corner. It was a day game, and so when the game let out, I was just walking around the stadium, going back to doing whatever we're going to do. And I, I got around the corner, and the sun was just zapping you right in the eyes. It was, you know, sundown or sunset or whatever, and I just held my hand up to, to, to block the sun out of my eyes. And my elbow hit somebody. Oh, boy. And it happened to be a security guard. This dude was ready to tear into me. <laughs> I mean, he thought I did it on purpose. I'm like, man, I was just shielding my eyes. Okay, that's one. The other one was uh, I had to take a, believe it or not, a busload of listeners uh, to uh, uh, a Cubs home opener, season opener. Mm-hmm. And it was I was working for a rock station that gave away a bunch of Cub Cardinal tickets. Oh, boy. For the, for the home opener. <laughs> And I had to bring like 40, you know, 40 people, 40 Cub fans, basically. And it was me. And obviously, this is well before I, I was doing this show. It just wasn't. It wasn't. I had to, we had, I had to start a gambling pool in the bleachers just to enjoy the game because I didn't give a rip about the game at all. I was like, well, what's the Brewers score? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, that's where I was at. All right, we'll check out the numbers in this one. The Brewers get their first victory of 2022's championship season. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Right here, as always, on The Fan. Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Welcome back. A 5-4 Brewers victory, and this is the first of the 22 campaign, and it just feels good, even more so than just beating the Cubs, I will tell you that. I mean, I I will take pleasure in any victory any day, any time, but it's a little icing on the cake because it was against the Chicago Cubs. Let's check out the numbers in this one as uh as the Brewers get the victory Colton Wong in the ball game goes 0 for 4 Willie Adamas 1 for 3 a couple of runs scored with an RBI 
Christian Yelich, two for three with a run scored, one RBI. He also drew a walk in the ball game. Andrew McCutcheon went 0 for 4. Rowdy Telez, one for three with a run scored and a couple of RBIs on the big grown man home run, I guess Levering put it, in the call. Hunter Renfro went 0 for 2 with a couple of walks. Omar Narvaez, 0 for 4. Lorenzo Kane, 0 for 4. Jace Peterson, 0 for 2. Mike Brasso off the bench, 1 for 2 with one RBI, one big run scored. That big go-ahead home run in that seventh inning. Pitching lines today, Freddie Peralta, he only goes four innings of work. He allows three runs on three hits, four walks with six strikeouts through 88 pitches in the performance. Brent Suter, one and two-thirds, one run allowed with a couple of walks and a strikeout. Jake Cousins, one-third, a couple of wild pitches. He should have been discredited with that run, but it went to Brent Suter. Uh, Brad Voxberger, one inning pitched, one hit, no runs with a strikeout. Devin Williams, clean, one inning, no hits, no runs, no nothing, couple of strikeouts. Josh Hader, one inning, no hits, no runs with a couple of strikeouts as well. Brewers get five runs on five hits with one error. The Cubs, four runs, four hits, no errors. Uh, The win goes to Boxberger. uh, And that was his first, everyone's first. uh, Daniel Norris gets the loss. Yeah, Daniel Norris. You remember him in a Brewers uniform last year. Josh Hader was saved number one. Brewers now one and two on the campaign. That's going to do it uh, for us here as uh, the Brewers get the uh, 5-4 victory. We're going to be back at you tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch. Brewers fire up a a three-game set in Baltimore as uh, first pitch is 2-0-5. So that's kind of a funky time. However... Uh, if you miss the game, I'll recap everything as you get out of work, 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock range, depending on the game. And I just want to tell you it's a gut feeling. I've obviously, nothing to go on, a little bit of a prediction. But I just have a feeling in this series, this Brewers offense is putting up a double digit in one of these games. It, it could be could be tomorrow. So tune in. I'll uh, interrupt the Rami show. I would assume that the game will end before 6 o'clock. But these days, you never know. It hey, Timmy. Before, and a half-hour game. I got one little tidbit before you go here. Shoot. Josh Hader's hardest fastball today was 99.3 miles per hour, according to mm-hmm. StatCast. He's only thrown one pitch harder in his entire, entire career, 99.6, on opening we... day last year. <laughs> okay, so he's all jazzed up. But I was wondering, Tim, you and I, I was griping about it toward the ninth inning there. Why are you screwing around with Horner and throwing a change and a slider? A great and, question. I mean, I just I felt a little uncomfortable about that, but there's not much to complain about Josh Hader. It's a great question. He is at the top of his game. I mean, he is almost unhittable with what he's doing these days. Last couple of years, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just something to be Throw holding. the heat. Throw the heat. We sometimes forget to watch, like really objectively watch these stellar superstars because they're with us all the time. Guys like Aaron Rodgers, we sometimes have to remind ourselves, man, that dude is just amazing. Giannis, gosh, that guy is great. We're right in the midst of that with Josh Hader. We really are. He is that good right now. Does that mean, you know, in later years or whatever, he might have a bump in the road? Just in general, he is an amazing, at an amazing level right now. 
It's crazy. All right, well, let's talk to you tomorrow after the last pitch. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. For Tim Shea, his maiden voyage, producing the show tonight, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Enjoy the victory and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.